0: gentlemen i am the host of independent thought my name is desmond price no matter where you are in the world i want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts as always we have a great show for you today now here are our topics Hello everyone. Welcome back to Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. We are once again joined by our friend Christopher Tracy, Chris. Yo. How you doing? Good, D. How about you? Good, good. We are here today to talk about what will happen if the Democratic Party attempts to uh, essentially rip the nomination away from bernie sanders if he has the most votes but not the 1991 delegates that he needs so this is a very likely scenario given how it's all shaping up right now when we talk about having eight people still in the race and a bunch of people splitting votes and splitting delegates it's very possible that bernie Will come out of this contest with the most votes, but not enough to get to 1991, as as we spoke about in the last episode. So if the party tries to take the nomination away from him, what do you think that is going to do to the
1: party itself? The party will be splintered officially.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like... If you spend years talking about the fact that Donald Trump is an existential threat to the country, and then the people of that country nominate a candidate who they like the most to take on Donald Trump, and the party's like, No, 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 no. You don't know what you actually need. We're gonna give you what you need. And then they give you something else, like Michael Bloomberg could you imagine could you imagine having Bloomberg face Trump can you think of a worse scenario I legitimately would rather have Hillary Clinton I'm not even making that up like that's how that's how like upset I am about this whole Michael Bloomberg situation
1: you know every time I hear one of his radio ads I just like sigh roll my eyes I'm just like this fool <laughs> And, like, I'm just so upset that he's got people shilling for him. That's what they're doing. They're shilling. There's no way they actually believe the words that come out of this man's mouth. There was a report on
0: Rising today. You know, for the people at home, you're going to note that I, um, I quote Rising quite a bit. That's because I get a lot of my news from them. And I think that the rest of you should as well. They have a really great show with a conservative and a progressive host. Go check them out on YouTube. But – Back on track here. There was a report that came out of Rising that Bloomberg is essentially some of his staffers have come out uh, anonymously to this journalist they had on a few days ago who basically they were saying that like a lot of them felt like disgusted with what they were saying to people when they were like door knocking for Bloomberg and they knew that Bloomberg was lying But they had to say this stuff because they really just wanted to get paid because Bloomberg was offering them a pretty decent wage in order to do this job.
1: I can believe that, D. And I think, you know, his sudden just appearance and all of a sudden this guy gets to debate. I really feel that that's a good reason for somebody to believe that the DNC has the fix in against Bernie. The DNC
0: is like any other business, and they are a business at the end of the day. They're like any other business. Their influence can be bought, and when you have sixty billion dollars, okay, like you, 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 know, if you heard, if you actually watched the South Carolina primary debate a few days ago, like Bloomberg almost Freudian slipped and said that he has bought politicians. You know, he has.
1: Yeah. Well, and and it just it's funny that we going on that route. Trump has admitted the same in the past. Yeah, he didn't Freudian slip. He just came out right and
0: said it. He said that he bought politicians. He yeah. told he outright outed Rand Paul on stage before. He was like, Oh, I've donated to you before.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's nuts. And like one of the things that you'll hear from a lot of Trump defenders is like, oh, well, the deep state has it out against him, and, uh, uh, and they're so wrong, and he's so innocent. Like, Donald Trump rubbed shoulders with these people for years. He knew what they were capable of. I have no sympathy for him
0: no None there's no whatsoever. way he didn't,
1: There is no way he didn't know politics could become this nasty.
0: He knew donald trump we 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 could you spend a whole episode on him, but and we
1: probably will in the future and we
0: probably will in the future, but he i i there's too many words about him right now. I'm going to save Donald Trump's speech for another episode right now. I got to tell you, Bloomberg. What I, The reports that I'm hearing right now from like from Ryan Grimm of The Intercept is that he has bought so many staffers around the country that a lot of people are having a hard time putting staffers together for their own campaigns. I'm talking about people for like House races, for Senate races, for governor's races, like people are having a hard time finding staffers in all of these like hundreds of races around like the country, because Bloomberg is buying all of them for himself. He's buying all of the people who would normally be doing staffing for house races and Senate races. And he's like, work for me. And it's gross. I, I just, it, it's honestly, it makes me want Andrew Yang's democracy dollars more and more as every day goes on, man, I wish. Because as of right now, we have a scenario where if someone like Michael Bloomberg took over the party, we would essentially have what the Republicans had in 2016, where they kept saying that, like, oh, someone who was a Democrat is now the Republican nominee, and now we're going to have someone who was a Republican be the Democratic nominee, and that's just when you're going to know right then and there that the 100 million eligible voters who don't vote in this country, they probably are on to something.
1: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you would think with uh, the debacle in 2016 that we would learn our lesson just like the Republicans did when they ran Romney against Obama in 2012. I thought they were finished then if that was the best that they had. But look at how they repackaged and rebranded.
0: Oh, they rebranded. All right. You know, it's um the question really going forward is, do you think that the progressive movement that is inside of the Democratic Party right now Do you think that it should move to take over the Democratic Party or should they split and make a true third party? I like the split option better. It's a divisive one, and it's one where you think to yourself that neither the progressives or the Democrats as individual parties would ever be big enough to overtake the Republican Party unless the Republican Party split. There's no sign of that right now.
1: No, they're more united than they've ever been.
0: They're united underneath fear. <laughs> they are united underneath the fear that Donald Trump will show up in their state. And so they are all falling in line right now. But yes, you're absolutely right.
1: And yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about I don't I don't necessarily refer to with the Republicans, I don't necessarily refer to like uh you know the Republican Party united. Yeah, of course they're united out of But the voter base is unanimously knighted in that they believe Trump is just universally good.
0: Yeah, the whole Never Trump movement is over. It It, it really is. It's done.
1: Now it just seems like Trump and Trump only.
0: Yeah. I have honestly never seen a party fall so far in line with its candidate before my entire life. Granted, I'm not a really old person. I'm only 29 years old, but... In my lifetime, I've never seen that happen for Obama. I didn't see that happen for Bush. I didn't see that happen for Clinton. I didn't see it happen for Bush Sr. I mean, I wasn't alive for the Reagan years. But it just – it feels like Trump has a hold on this party the way I've never seen anyone have a hold on a party before.
1: Oh, he's changing forever. Undoubtedly, whoever succeeds him, I mean, they're either going to have to have his same platform – Or they have to take an ad new to it and expand on everything, which is
0: scary. It is. I feel like the most – the scariest untold story of Trump isn't even Trump. It's what's going to come after Trump. Exactly. What he started. Yes, because he has broken every rule. And now that these rules are broken, you can imagine – because he's not that smart of a person. You know, Like he has some qualities about him that are like – not completely understood as far as like, uh, like how like good he is as a marketer and how well he like manipulates the media to kind of get the narrative out that he always wants. But he's not a quote unquote smart person, and it's going to be real scary when an actually intelligent person manipulates the system the way that Trump has, because there's no telling what they'll do.
1: No, exactly. Well, you know, and that's my biggest resentment against MD. I mean, it's not necessarily that, you know, he tapped into, you know, what a lot of that ugliness he tapped into it. It's the fact that, you know, he's in his 70s and he's not going to be around to have to deal with it. And like his wealth and everything protects him from having to deal with that. It's people like you or I, or maybe a lot of us who listen to the show that have to deal with it on the ground every day of what he's caused. Exactly. So, you know, the question really is,
0: is like, do you like, what do you think is the future of the party let's you know like obviously the democratic party if bernie does get the nomination the future of the party probably looks more progressive now do you think that if he does not get the nomination if it gets stolen from him for instance do you think that the party itself will revolt and go more
1: progressive or will they fall in line and go
0: more moderate
1: you know it's tough to say i mean i feel like there are some people in the democratic party like that are progressive you know they're 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 mainly, you know, moderate, they're centrist, and then there's, you know, true progressives who, you know, who don't want more of the same. So I don't know. It's tough to say. I still think, you know, the, the Democratic Party will be there, but I also think the chance for an alternative is very good. And a lot of people will flock to that. Once they see the DNC does not care about them. It's true. I think I, I think you might just see, just in general, a lot more people just maybe foregoing it foregoing the party period and just taking stuff into their own hands. There'd be not being aligned with any party, maybe not starting a party, just running completely naked independent.
0: Ooh. Well, we do like independence around here.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would definitely vote for somebody like that. I'm waiting for somebody like that to show their head. All right. <clears throat> any final thoughts on this topic, sir? Yeah. No, I mean, by saying, we're, uh, you know, we're facing the possi- very real possibility of a splintered Democratic Party and we're, we and with along with the certainty of a fully united Republican Party, and that should just be a prospect that worries all of us. Yes, vote blue, vote blue, no matter who is not going to cut it.
0: Yes, you know the incumbent always has the advantage anyway. I mean, in my lifetime, I mean, H.W. Bush lost, but I was pretty young when that happens. So, as far as like my working knowledge is concerned. I've never seen an incumbent lose a reelection bid before. So, you know, with that being said, if it's going to happen, it needs to be a tremendous force, and it can't be a tremendous force if the party's fighting each other. But right now, it feels like the two section, the two factions of the party are kind of staring each other in the face. And they're saying, "No, you bow down to me." And meanwhile, Trump is sitting there, just basically just you know eating a cheeseburger. And just hanging out, just waiting for us to, you know, destroy each other. And I'm sure he's getting a kick out of it.
1: I don't know. He's loving it. And you know what? The If he doesn't get the nominee, uh, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, and, you know, it's clearly, you know, one of the centrists, I mean, he doesn't even really need to campaign. If I was him, I would just poke at the division. I would. I would totally poke at the division.
0: Yeah. It's set up pretty well for him, isn't it?
1: Oh, man. He, he, D., you and I both know somebody like him is not going to resist the urge to be like, man, look at the Democrats. Oh, man, they really don't have their stuff together. You know he's going to do that. He's already doing it. He's and, already <laughs> doing it. <laughs> and you know what funny? Like I said, you and I both know 2020 election, his biggest card to play, socialism and abortion. And he's going to put them on the table every chance he gets.
0: He is going to fly socialism sucks banners from now until the first week of November. Oh, man. By the way, that's a slight plug from a previous episode. Go back and listen to my episode titled Socialism Sucks. You might find it to be an interesting one. With that being said, as I've said in the previous episodes, this conversation is open. Please reach out on Twitter. Reach out on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your – well, let us know if you have any disagreements. We want to have a conversation about these topics and – If you're interested in coming on the show and joining Chris and myself, reach out and let me know. We are always open to have multiple guests on here. So with that being said, Chris, thanks again for being on the show today. And we'll see you all next time.
2: Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry! They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook, or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order.
0: back from the break everyone i want to wrap up this episode today about talking about the the implications of what exactly would happen if the super delegates decide to essentially steal the nomination from the person who has the most votes we are right now living in a really fractured time where everyone is having a hard time telling what is fake and what is real as far as our news is concerned People are living in extreme forms of stress from all different types of just issues going on with addiction and issues going on with poverty and issues going on with health care and no one seems to have enough money to really deal with life. And our society as a whole is just struggling right now. There are pockets of our economy there are pockets of our civilization who are doing really well but they make up a minority of the overall picture as far as what's happening here in america and i just feel like if a good if like let's say 45 46 percent of americans pick one candidate and the party's like no 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 children you don't know what's best for you. We're going to tell you what's right for you, and we're going to give you this thing that you didn't actually vote for, but just just trust us. It's what you really need. Just trust us. Trust us, the people who have never done right by you, but trust us because we're going to say it a thousand times on every single cable network that you've ever seen and convince you after you've heard it for a thousand times that it has to be true because you've heard us say it a thousand times. Okay. We're going to tell you that socialism sucks a thousand times until the only thing that you can think of when you think of socialism is that it sucks because that's just how repetition works in your brain. So, at the end of the day, just realize one thing that the only way to really avoid this situation where the party steps in and tries to steal the nomination is that. The person who wins wins outright. They have to win that 51%. And in a race this crowded, that means that a lot of people need to turn out and vote. People need to vote. I'm going to say that on every single episode until people understand that. And it's not just you individually that's listening right now. That's the issue. Because I'm sure that if you're listening to this episode, if you allowed me to blitz your D- your inbox and with all the DMs that I send out, and you allowed me to get in there and convince you to click on that link and listen to this episode, I'm sure that you were going to vote anyway. So you're not the person that needs to make sure they vote. It's somebody in your life right now. Somebody who is a friend or a family member or a coworker or someone you know who's just disengaged in the political process. Get that person to vote. That's the person who needs to vote. Do whatever it has you have to do. Offer to buy them lunch. Buy them a Snickers. Make them happy. I don't care. Just get those people who aren't voting to vote, especially if you live in a state that has really lax absentee ballot voting, like rules and regulations, because there's no excuses in those states. The states that have weeks of early voting absentee ballots. Those are the states where there's no excuses. Get your friends who are disengaged from the voting process to vote because we need them in this election, okay? There's 100 million people in this country who do not vote. And honestly, I've met a lot of them. It doesn't take that much of a nudge for a lot of them in order to get back into the process. They just are broken spiritually. And who can blame them? when you hear things like super delegates taking over the convention who could blame them i have at several points have been on the verge of wanting to just give up and be disengaged because they make it so difficult for people who actually care to be relevant and the only real solution that i can see is that we have to be organized and we have to be consistent I only started this podcast because I wanted to fight back. People need to hear the truth, and we cannot do this alone. So yes, it's great that everyone who's listening to this podcast right now is probably somebody who is already going to vote anyway, but we have to each do our part to get those people who are not engaged in our everyday lives to get them to come with us, or else it will not be enough, my friends. All right, everyone, that is our show for today. I want to thank you all for checking out Indie Thought. Independent Thought is brought to you by your host, Desmond Price. You can follow us on Twitter at Independent Thought or at Indie, I-N-D-E, Thought. So, again, thank you all for coming and hanging out with me. For those of you who found me on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much and I hope to see you all next time.